Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, Risa and Josh. Those are some great promises to be reminded of, of our great God. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that tonight uh, with the scripture passage that we have. But I'm going to shift your attention and let's talk about priorities. Some of your basic priorities right now. I heard it in the breakout room to stay on top of your work and don't fall behind. And it's week one and I hope you're still feeling great. Uh, another priority that we gave you more basic if you're out there on the West Coast right now, uh, you might be thinking, I need to find myself some food after this. Uh, or our priority, you know, for you to be connected right now, to be connected to this, you, you need good Wi-Fi. That's a priority. And because you're a human being and you're made for relationships, you know, another serious priority is to discover meaningful community beyond classes while you're at Princeton. And I, I really hope, I sincerely hope that you find PCF to be that. I know many of the students that are here have found meaningful community here and they call this their family. And I hope you find that as well. Companies have priorities too, no surprise. They craft them into their mission statements. You know, what is Facebook's number one priority? It, it's to give people the power to build community and to bring the world closer together. Or Nike, to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Priorities are everywhere. Politicians lay out their priorities, coaches, teachers, parents, colleges and universities. And for all you pet lovers out there, I know you're there. I bet you know what your dog's priority is. That's right, or your cat, right? But what about you, right? What are your priorities? And you might want to look back in the past and ask, well, what have my priorities been? Or look out there on the future horizon and ask, what do you want them to be? And of course, what are your priorities right now? As best as, as you're able to be aware of them. And Jesus, he has priorities for you and he has priorities for me. He has specific, well-crafted, personal priorities for you and jesus has a mission statement that he wants to invite you into and he clearly articulates these priorities in a sermon that he gave it's called the sermon on the mount and bernea a fellow pcf staff member she's going to read these words of jesus that are recorded for us in matthew's gospel starting in chapter 5 verse 1 through verse 10 and so listen as she reads now when jesus saw the crowd he went up on a mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Bernaya. So last night, my daughter, Laura, she made a big pan of Nestle Toll House bars. 
And when they came out of the oven, I had myself a little morsel. You know, it was still hot, almost melting. And I just ate a little corner with a few chocolate chips. And I'm sure you've done that too. And, and tonight, here we are, we're introducing the Beatitudes. These eight statements Jesus gives that describes those who are blessed by God. So over the next weeks, we will work our way through these statements, morsel by morsel, until we have eaten the whole pan. But tonight, I, let me give you a few morsels to chew on and hopefully feed your soul as well. So one morsel. Consider the one who speaks to us. So there's the text. You heard Brene read it. Jesus, he sees a crowd, a bunch of people. He takes them up a mountain. This is all in verse one. And then verse two, he opens up his mouth and he teaches them. And here's a question for you. For those of you familiar with the larger Bible narrative, when did a crowd of people come together around a mountain to hear someone speak or they heard someone speak? And it's the Exodus, you know, that place where God rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. Moses brings the crowd of people to where Mount Sinai and they gather around that mountain and God speaks and he, he gives the Ten Commandments through Moses on these stone tablets. But now come back to this moment. Who is it that opens up his mouth on this particular mountain? It's Jesus. And how does he communicate? He doesn't give stone tablets, but he speaks directly to the people. This is the new Mount Sinai, the new mountain where God himself is once again meeting with his people, a whole crowd of people. And when Jesus speaks to God's people on this mountain, he's saying, just like God spoke at Mount Sinai, now, when you hear me speak on this mountain, you are hearing the very voice of God. So the one that is speaking to us tonight, not just many years ago, but to us tonight, Jesus, he's not giving us life principles for us to just try and, and maybe they'll work out for us. The person speaking these things to us, he's not a coach or a CEO or a world leader giving good advice, he is God. He's the one that created you and me. So this is not, here are some life principles, just give them a shot. This is, I'm the God who has made you, and I have made you for a blessed life, and this is it. Which leads us to a second morsel, which I'm calling exponential blessedness. Jesus repeats blessed eight times, and you can't miss the refrain, blessed are, blessed are. Jesus wants us to experience blessedness, and I'm not doing this, as, I'm, a, I'm a former math teacher, I'm not, we're not talking about multiplication here, times eight, I, I'm, I'm saying this is to the eighth power, that's, that's how I'm choosing to do the math here. Now, blessed, it can mean happy, but it's, it's not happy in the way that we think, as in I'm happy because I did better than I thought I would on that test, or I'm happy because I really got a, I got a good, really good, good night of sleep. When Jesus promises us blessedness, he means that we will be happy because we will know 
that we belong to God and that we're blessed and favored by God. We're blessed because we're exhibiting the qualities that God desires. So listen to me, if, if, whether you're in a place where you're considering Jesus, like you're trying to figure him out, or you're trying to live your life for him, then all of us hear this. Jesus wants you to be blessed. Knowing him, following him, this is not a pathway of dread or stupidity or, or robotic duty. It is a pathway of blessedness. Jesus doesn't announce, okay, prepare for dread if you are poor in spirit. Or joylessness will come to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. No, he is offering a life, a blessed, good, abundant life. And here's another morsel. Who are those then that can expect to receive such a gift, this blessed life from Jesus? And here you have to be prepared to be surprised, even shocked. Now, you ready? According to Jesus, this, the, the, you know, the God who has created you and speaks to us tonight, and these are not my words, these are his, blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the merciful, those who mourn, the pure in heart those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Now, honestly, did you expect to hear that? I know I didn't. And, and this, is, this is the other morsel, and it's a strange taste, tasting morsel, that the qualities of the blessed life are not what you would expect. Like if I was giving a sermon on a mountain somewhere and I had to fill in those blanks, like blessed are, and fill them in, it would probably be things like, blessed are the energetic go-getters. You know, blessed are those surrounded by comforts and entertainment. Blessed are those who have a lot of free time. You know, blessed are those who can pull off a 10-page paper in two hours. And please don't do that. G.K. Chesterton, he said, a saint is one who exaggerates what the world neglects. Right, the, the, the world might not notice a person who is meek or a person who is poor in spirit or hungering for righteousness, but you know what? God does. God notices such people. And such is the path, the life of blessedness for which we have been created. And then just one more, one more morsel. The stunning promises hear these promises. Just listen to these promises that are yours when you respond to the voice of Jesus. You will be comforted. You will inherit the earth. You will be satisfied. You will see God. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. And you just hear that. And you say, are you for real? Can this be? I, I mean, I have friends who are happy to receive their grandmother's car as an inheritance. And then Jesus says, I promise you, you will inherit the earth. I, I don't even know what that means. Other than it's a lot better than my grandma's car. 
And, and Jesus presumes that the earth, the earth, it is his to offer because it belongs to him and he can give it to those that follow him as their inheritance. These are stunning promises from a stunning savior. And these promises, they are yours in Jesus Christ. And please hear this. You don't earn them. You receive them as a gift of God's grace through faith and by following Jesus. You, you don't lose these promises. They're not based on your performance. They're not based on your circumstances. And they don't disappear in trial or in times of difficulty or in moments of failure. And these promises, you begin to experience them now, today, in part, as you follow Jesus, and then you experience them in their fullness when Jesus returns. So again, I'll loop back. I ask you, here at the beginning of this semester, what are your priorities? What are you living for? And over these next weeks, as we do virtual life together, let's consider, deeply consider, Jesus' priorities for us and his promises for us, for those of us who are following him and beginning to learn what it means to live the blessed life that he calls us to. So in a few minutes, at the end of this meeting, you'll have the option to opt out into a, in a small group of four or five students, and these will be randomized groups. And, and perhaps you'll be able to reconnect with one or two old friends and meet a few new ones. Um, and if you're here, if you're new tonight, um, please join us for this if, if you'd like, and you can meet more people. And these groups will be about 25 minutes or so. And we'll go through two questions. Number one, if someone were to visit you in your hometown or home state or your home country, what would you show off? What would you brag about? Okay. I'm proud to be from New Jersey, and I, I'm proud to say that we have one of the greatest philosophers, one of the greatest poets of the 20th century, Bruce Springsteen, and that's, that's what I would brag about. And then number two, what is a beatitude that you currently live by, like, like a quality plus a promise? Um, or what, what's a beatitude that you would like to live by in the future? And just, just answer one or the other. Don't answer both. Just one or the other is sufficient, right? If you're thinking about a beatitude that you might be living by in the present, like blessed are the competent, you know, because they'll check off lots of boxes and they'll win people's respect. Um, or, or maybe because in this time of COVID where I know people who have lost their jobs, blessed are the employed for they have a vocational purpose and they have a means to provide for their own. So just share, don't evaluate, don't judge. It just be real about one priority you have and, and then listen to somebody be real. And spend a minute or two explaining what that priority is and why it's so important to you. Or you could just think, look off into the future and say, you know, I want this to be a priority moving forward. You know, something like this in this time of quarantine. Blessed are those who are quick to forgive wrongs done in quarantine, for they will extend the love of Christ in a real, tangible way to others. Or even pick, feel free to pick one of the eight Beatitudes that Jesus gives to us and, and share why you would want that to be true about you moving into the future. Um, you're all a creative bunch. Reflect, trust each other, and share. Let's pray.
Lord Jesus Christ, we turn to you in prayer and we say, who is like you? You speak like one know, who knows exactly what he is talking about, as one who has authority over our very lives today. But it is a gracious and it is a good authority because you seek to bless, to grow us in the vibrant, what we are created for life. Who is like you, Lord Jesus? And you have the authority to deliver on promises, to satisfy us, give us an inheritance, to find mercy, to find our comfort, and to see God. Who is like you, Lord Jesus? We pray that your priorities would be our priorities. And, and that's what we pray for here at the beginning of the semester. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, here on earth, but Lord, also in our hearts, our minds, our lives, and our priorities. Lord, there is no one like you. Help us encourage each other in these things along the way. And we pray all these things in your good name, Lord Jesus. Amen.